Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, middle of the week. Middle of the week, and it's a week that we are dedicating to discussing Psalm 25. I want to talk about something that we don't pick up on as much from the English translation, but I am going to read a translation that might help us see it. Okay. I'm going to read, this is the first time we've read from this particular translation. It's called the New Jerusalem Bible. Okay. And I want to read this psalm and see if you can pick up on what's happening as we go through the psalm. It may be hard to hear it. Maybe hard to hear it. I can tell because I'm reading it with my eyes. But here we go. You ready? Psalm 25 from the New Jerusalem Bible. Adoration I offer Yahweh to you, my God, but in my trust in you do not put me to shame. Let not my enemies gloat over me. Calling to you, none shall ever be put to shame, but shame is theirs who groundlessly break faith. Direct me in your ways, Yahweh, and teach me your paths. Encourage me to walk in your truth and teach me since you are the God who saves me. For my hope is in you all day long, such is your generosity, Yahweh. Goodness and faithful love have been yours forever, Yahweh. Do not forget them. Hold not my youthful sins against me, but remember me as your faithful love dictates. Integrity and generosity are marks of Yahweh, for he brings sinners back to the path. Judiciously he guides the humble, instructing the poor in his way. Kindness, unfailing, and constancy mark all Yahweh's paths for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. Let my sin, great though it is, be forgiven, Yahweh, for the sake of your name. Men who respect Yahweh, what of them? He teaches them the way they must choose. Neighbors to happiness will they live, and their children inherit the land. Only those who fear Yahweh possess his secret and his covenant for their understanding. Permanently my eyes are on Yahweh, for he will free my feet from the snare. Quick, turn to me, pity me, alone and wretched as I am. Relieve the distress of my heart, bring me out of my constraint. Spare a glance for my misery and pain. Take all my sins away. Take note how countless are my enemies, how violent their hatred for me. Unless you guard me and rescue me, I shall be put to shame, for you are my refuge. Virtue and integrity be my protection, for my hope, Yahweh, is in you. Ransom Israel, O God, from all its troubles. That is cool. All right, so did you pick up what was going on there? I tried to emphasize it with my voice, but it's, it's, I'm sure for some folks who are just listening, it's really hard. Did you catch what this translation was doing so with each verse? what this translation was doing was they were beginning each phrase with, a, with the next letter, actually, of the English alphabet. So, and I thought you did a good job emphasizing that. I was hearing the A, the B, the C, but I, I think I was listening for it also. <laughs> <laughs> what? We never talked about this beforehand <laughs> while the microphones were off. <laughs> you picked, you picked, I, I really, uh, I really am, am impressed with how they did that. So those translators made a choice. Now, Edwin, what would possess them to try to start each verse with a, a different letter 
the next sequential letter of the English alphabet. Because that is what the Hebrew author did in Psalm 25. This is an acrostic psalm. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so this is the one time I think maybe the video would have helped <laughs> I know. seeing Andrew's I know. face right there. Yeah, this is an acrostic psalm where each verse begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. I will tell you it is not perfect. It is not perfect. So, for instance, in verse 2, apparently the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, bet, is missing. So verse 2 doesn't follow the pattern. And then there are a couple of letters that are skipped Mm. as we go through. We do find the very last one, and and they even did this with our uh, New Jerusalem Bible translation. The very last verse is actually outside of the acrostic altogether. Okay. So it's just a, a completely different statement, which causes some people to think that maybe that line was tacked on later, hmm. that maybe some later editor wanted to make this psalm something that would be considered for all of Israel and so added the line. I mean, I guess that's possible. And honestly, Andrew, I, I believe that God got in his Bible what he wanted in there. Well, yeah. And so if this is from some later editor who added it, it's going to be because God wanted it there. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. However, however... I don't think it's necessary to come up with some statement like that, some explanation. I think it actually makes a whole lot of sense that the original author who put this in this acrostic form would be doing something very special with that last line. Because Mm -hmm. we have to sit back and ask, why would someone write a poem like this, a song like this, a prayer and meditation like this, and then put it in an acrostic format. What What are your thoughts? Why would that ever happen? Well, I tell you that uh, I've been taught information through acrostics as a mnemonic device, okay? That this way we remember these things quite well. I was thinking, uh, you know, as far as acrostics go, when I was in um, fourth grade, man, in elementary school, I was in the band and I got to play a saxophone. What's funny about that is that saxophone was probably about as tall as I was at the time. <laughs> but anyway, so it's my first music teacher and she's trying to teach us about how we're supposed to read these treble clefs, read this oh, music. Yeah. You got to learn the names of the lines and the spaces, right? And so she gives us this acrostic for the lines, every good boy deserves fudge. And I thought, I'm a good boy. I want fudge. <laughs> so, you know, I remember that really well. And then how do you remember the spaces of the treble clef? It's the word face. Right. Face. So there was a couple of acrostics, and I have never forgotten the lines or the spaces in the treble clef. And you get down to the bass clef, the lines are good boys do fine always. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Now I'm trying to remember what the spaces were. But anyway, you see the point All of the- All cows ne- eat grass? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So these mnemonic devices, using this acrostic system, is a nod to the fact that this psalmist wanted this psalm remembered. Wanted it memorized. Yeah, David, if he indeed is the writer, and I just remind you that of David can mean dedicated to David or in the style of, but I don't know why we can't just say David wrote it, but David or the psalmist here expects this psalm to be passed on to his children and his children's children, to be passed to his neighbor, to be passed from the priests to the populace, for this to be used as worship and prayer for all of Israel, which gets us back to that very last line. Mm -hmm. So to me, it actually makes perfect sense to tack on this last line that's kind of a shock for those who can pick up on the acrostic nature of everything else. And then all of a sudden there's this line without the acrostic, um, 
system going on, it calls attention to it and it says, this thing that I just gave you that should be easy for you to remember because you're picking up every letter in this alphabet and that's helping you remember it, I want everyone to remember this. I want all of Israel to use this. This is not just for me. Ties back even to what we've said in the last couple conversations about the generic nature of some Mm -hmm. of these psalms. Even if we can place them in a specific event, I think the psalms are written in a somewhat generic nature so that everybody can use them whatever situation they're in. Well, so in 25 and verse 14, we've talked about this a little bit, about the secret of the Lord or the friendship of the Lord. Those who uh, he will show the covenant, right? Be a friend of the Lord, be in his covenant. Of course, when we come to verse 22, redeem Israel, O God, out of all their troubles. Who's Israel? The covenant people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everyone who is in covenant with God can yeah. use this psalm as part of its prayer. And so I've called yes. this, I, I think what we're seeing here is a prayer primer. This is, here's your first first is, book, your first lesson in prayer. Is primer, is that the prim and proper way to say that? That is the prim and proper way to say that. Okay. Primer is something completely different. Totally different. Totally different. Totally different. The, the primer is the first book or first lessons or first knowledge on any topic. We don't use that word very often today. However, that was how here in the United States of America, most of the lesson books started out as primers. Here's your primer in math and your primer in grammar. This is a primer in prayer. And so here's some lessons. It's kind of abecedarian. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful word that basically says, we're teaching you the ABCs of this. <laughs> that is a great word. It's a great word. And you didn't just make that up. I did not just make it up. You can look it up in the dictionary. No, I knew you didn't because you said it so smoothly. <laughs> you definitely thought that through before we turn on the mic. And so here is the psalm that walks through, for lack of a better way of saying it, the Hebrew ABCs mm-hmm. of prayer and meditation on God. Why can I pray? Because this is the God I serve. Why would I bring this prayer? Because this is the kind of God who is a covenant with Israel. And so I can pray it, and you can pray it, and all of Israel can pray it. Now, we've come into the New Testament, and here we are, the heavenly Jerusalem, the spiritual Israel, the people of God, the kingdom, his covenant people through the blood of Jesus Christ. How much more can we come to the Lord with our desire to climb his holy hill, lifting up our souls to him and Mm -hmm. meditating upon his greatness and his goodness and his faithfulness to the covenant, knowing that those who fear him, who surrender to his son, Jesus Christ, are the ones that he instructs, Mm -hmm. are the ones that he leads, are the ones that he guides, that he is friends with. The new covenant people. And so it's just a powerful psalm, and it really is that uh, a lesson in prayer. It is a great lesson in prayer. A primer in prayer, and I think that's another memory device for us, alliteration. Alliteration. And now we're going to know that that's what this psalm is going to teach us. You know, think about this, this, this whole idea of the acrostics. Haven't we used this today when it comes to prayer? How many times, Andrew, mm. have you ever heard somebody say, well, I, I, don't, I don't know how to pray? And so you said, well, let me, let me share this with you. Have you ever heard the word Acts. See, you have heard it. I might have a little outline to share with people. <laughs> and so we say, points. remember the word acts because of what? A. Adoration. C. Confession. T. Thanksgiving. S. Supplication, which means making requests. Which means asking. <laughs> That's exactly right. Sometimes we have to know what the words 
actually mean. But yeah, so here's a wonderful little guideline for prayer. Mm-hmm. I can start with adoration or praise. I can move to confession of my sins, which this psalm does. Certainly. And especially once I've recognized the forgiveness, that really prompts thanksgiving. thanksgiving. And then finally bring up my requests, mm-hmm. the things that I want to ask of God. I heard another acrostic recently. Maybe you've heard this one. This was the first time I'd ever heard it. But the word joy. Joy. Joy, yeah. And so what, what that one goes to is Jesus, okay. others, you. And so it can— as, as an order for prayer. Well, as an order for prayer and also as an order for just how you live your life. Oh. Jesus first. And uh-huh. so in my prayer, it's about addressing God. It's referring to God, giving him the praise and the honor and the glory. Mm-hmm. Then second, others. So mm-hmm. intercession. And then finally, thinking about myself. And I think that works well for prayer and just the way I approach life. But that's still that acrostic. And a great summation of the greatest commandment about loving the Lord first and then loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's this acrostic. That's what's happening in Psalm 24. They want us to remember it. It may be a little bit harder for us in English unless we memorize like the New Jerusalem version on that. Well, the, I mean, they make the effort to communicate that acrostic, and I'm going to tip my hat. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, fantastic. But whether we can have this psalm memorized or not, let's remember the lessons. Our God is a God we can pray to. Because our God is a great God. He is a good God. He is a faithful, merciful, loving, forgiving God. Absolutely. We're so glad that you've joined us today for Text Talk. We'd love to know what you're learning from God's Word. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for this day that you've given us. Father, as we've delved into your scripture, we've gotten another gem out of it here, Father, to learn that the work the Holy Spirit did through the psalmist was putting down scripture, poetry in this acrostic to help people learn it, to help people remember it. Uh, Father, we want to know and to remember your word. We pray that you would hide it deeply in our hearts. We know that we fall short. We know that we're sinners, but we are so thankful for your loving kindness, grace, and mercy shown us ultimately in Jesus Christ, that we might be part of your redeemed people, your new covenant people in him. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.